Welcome to the Wild and Well-Fed podcast, where we discuss women's health beyond nutrition. Get ready for practical, sustainable, real-life health topics that will help bring you closer to nature and your feminine roots. This is your host, Laura Lyons, and I'm here with my co-host, Annika Nicole. Let's get wildly nourished. The Wild and Well-Fed podcast is not medical advice, diagnosis, or prescription. No information in this podcast should be considered as medical advice or treated as such. Please consult your doctor before implementing any nutritional, supplemental, or lifestyle changes. Welcome back to season two of the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. This is the first episode of the new year and the last episode of season two before we do our listener questions episode. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing creating routines, boundaries, and the power of saying no. We've been spending this season talking about the importance of healing environments in your physical, mental, and emotional environment. And part of creating a healing environment involves creating healthy routines, setting boundaries with work and people and doing hard things like say no when you have hit your capacity. In this episode, we are going to be talking about creating grounding and sustainable routines and habits, some of our favorite self-care practices that we incorporate to bring down stress in our bodies and help us feel grounded and safe, and how setting boundaries and not overcommitting can be extremely healing. But before we dive into this episode, we have another sponsor. Guess who it is? This episode is sponsored by us. (laughs) And this time we're going to be talking about our membership platform. So two years ago, we created the Wild and Well-Fed Wellness Collective. That's where we got the name for our podcast. It's a women's health membership, um, which has basically just become this massive resource and platform for like-minded women that are interested in all things health and wellness. Uh, We have had so much amazing information <laughs> come about over the over the last couple of years, um, but they range from weekly recipe posts to monthly workshops on various topics, um, guest speakers. We also have a huge feed where you can ask unlimited questions that you have on your health journey. Uh, and the best part is that Annika and I are in there every single day answering your questions. So um, you basically just have like two nutritionists at your fingertips there to a- answer any questions you may have. Um, you also have the ability to become a VIP member and take the community course. So that way you can work with us and we can evaluate your case and health history and run functional lab testing like the HTMA, the Dutch, the GI map and comprehensive blood testing. Uh, the membership has literally been like the absolute best thing we have ever created <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I would consider this like the ultimate women's health resource. This should be your number one step on your journey. Um, this You will have get every single thing that you could possibly need in this membership before signing on to like work with somebody to order labs or do any, do any more extensive um, work on your case. So we have a few pricing options. You can join for the lowest pricing option of $19.99 per month or $199 per year. And this option gives you access to the entire membership platform and all it has to offer. If you want to order labs, you can join the VIP membership, which includes a year membership access and the community course, and that qualifies you to order labs for $349.99. Also take note that this does not include the lab costs. Labs are additional. 
So yeah, come and join us in the hundreds of women who have been a part of the community taking their health and their lives to the next level. To view pricing options and to learn more about the membership, go to www.wildwellfed.com. Yeah, the membership is, it's one of those things that when we talk about it, we we feel like we can't even put the value into words. <laughs> yeah. We just wish that every single woman would at least try it out because mm-hmm. it is a resource where we can connect and interact with you in a way that we can't in any other way. So we literally created this because we have so many people sending us Instagram messages and DMs and commenting on our posts asking for health advice. And it's literally illegal. It's out of our scope of practice to give health advice to someone who is not working with us one-on-one, but we didn't have the capacity to take as many one-on-one clients as we were getting. We had massive wait lists. So now this works where basically when you post in the membership, it's like a Facebook feed and we answer your question and we can do that because you sign a disclaimer when you sign up. So we can actually respond to you. Unlike on Instagram where all we can say is, um, well, I can't give any medical advice, but good luck. And it's obviously it's not medical advice. I meant to say like health nutritional advice. We're not doctors, but um, it's just such a cool way to be able to actually answer your questions and give you access to not only one, but two nutritionists. Yeah. The value you get for $20 a month. Like I'm still so surprised that we've just kept it at that price. I'm actually Mm -hmm. blown away because of the amount of information and the amount of work that goes into that membership. Mm-hmm. So um, this is something unlike anything else you you will ever find. And it, the value is absolutely incredible. Yes, it is. And I think the other thing that's really cool about it is that most of the people in our space are no longer in practice in any way. Like they're only creating courses or they're yeah. – um, they're doing like a lot of hands-off work, but we're still doing hands-on work through the membership and through the labs that we run. So we're still constantly working with women. And I think that just gives us a lot of kind of insight to see what people are really dealing with and what's really going on. And any doctor, any person will say staying in practice just keeps your mind constantly in the right place of learning and uncovering new things and helping different people solve different things, which can help other people. And it's just this really awesome community space that we've created. So yeah. Yeah. We could go on forever. <laughs> we <laughs> really could because there's so much so much value in the membership. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So, the reason we feel like habits and routines are so important is because they make your body feel safe, kind of like we talked about in the beginning, and they're also great ways to make sure that you're including important health practices that should be a part of your self-care. So something that I always say when I talk about routines is that if you're a mom listening to this, and obviously we're not moms, but we work with a lot of moms and I'm sure everyone has probably heard that routines for kids is are pretty much necessary. Like kids thrive off of routine and it's because they like daily activities that are predictable and familiar. And I think a lot of times as adults, we think we don't need that. We don't need certain habits or routines just because we're adults. But if you think about it, that doesn't really make sense. We are creatures of habits and having um, some structure and some habits and routines can definitely be really helpful. And if we didn't have those things, think about how many things we'd miss in life. And my favorite example of this is if you are someone that wants to get exercise, 
you have to plan it into your day or it's simply not going to happen. Exercise is not something that just randomly occurs. In today's day and age, unfortunately, we really have to schedule it. So you cannot just plan things like exercise or cooking into your day. You can't not plan those things into your day and just see if they magically happen. We all know what happens when we try to do that. We basically end up skipping our workouts and then like ordering takeout food or something like that and then feeling bad about ourselves and beating ourselves up mentally. So having solid habits are really, really important or things that are important to you will not happen. And of course, there's going to be seasons where we lack solid routines for whatever reason, like breakups or moving or having a newborn or traveling, big life events, certain seasons of motherhood. Of course, things are going to fluctuate. Overall, though, we have seen the positive impacts of creating routines for yourself, especially when it comes to healing. So before we dive into the content of this episode, Laura and I do want to say that we understand that we're in very unique situations in our lives. So Laura and her husband are dual income and won't be having kids. And I'm not married. I'm dating my boyfriend and both of us are working. So we have dual income. We don't have any kids. And Laura and I both work from home and set our own schedules. So we do recognize that our routines and habits are going to be different and possibly difficult for some of you that are listening to this podcast to incorporate just because you're doing things like working corporate jobs or have kids. But the point of this podcast and us sharing our routines is to give you some ideas of things that you can add into your routine that you may not have thought about or just share what's worked for us. So basically, you don't have to do all these things to be healthy or thriving. These are just some ideas and some things that we have done that we like doing. So Luckily for us, we do have the queen of routines with us today. That is Laura. <laughs> she has set her life up to have pretty solid routines. And since I have been in limbo for so long, mine aren't as solid, but they're still there. So you're going to get to hear two like kind of different perspectives, but I think both of them will be valuable. So Laura, do you want to yeah. tell us about your routines? Yeah, I think it's kind of funny because I had said to my husband the other day, I was like, dude, could you imagine if we had kids? Like, I wouldn't be able to do my night routine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And it is like, I get so happy. Like, he sees me, like, I'll, like, grab my water and, like, you know, clean up after dinner. And I'll I'll start walking upstairs, like, all happy, like, ready to do my night routine. (laughs) It's just... And I said to him, I was like, could you even imagine? Like, what would my life be without it? And I mean, you've even seen, you've been to my house like a few times and you see I have this very elaborate nighttime routine, bedtime, like strict bedtime. And I am beyond happy to do it. Like it it makes my day, you know, I look forward no, to it. No, going day. to your house is like going to the spa because it's filled <laughs> with plants. And then we're like hanging out in your room before you're going to bed. And you're like, oh, do you want an herbal tea? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. And the red light is on. And <laughs> I am I am literally like, just like give me all of the peace at night. You know, I need like a solid three hours. It's so awful. It's but incredible. It's yeah, incredible. I did like how you did mention the um, children aspect, though, because it's just so funny how as adults, we don't like children have all of these needs, right? And we do, Mm -hmm. we need to eat on a, on a schedule. And we, um, you know, we like to have habits, routines, bedtime routines, all of that stuff as a kid. And we read to our children before bed, they go to bed at the same time every night. But for some reason, we think as adults, we don't need that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
that is what creates safety in our bodies is the habits and the routines that were created for us as children. So really interesting that you had mentioned that because I was like, yeah, that's like spot on, you know, that, that children are habit, they, they are prone to habits and routines and you'll notice the less chaos, you know, these children are going to feel a lot better. So, um, so anyways, yeah, my, (laughs) we'll chat a little bit about my, my routines, but, um, I guess one of the things like nutritionally that I do that is absolutely mandatory is just eating at the same times every day, uh, or at least around the same times every day, just to keep my blood sugar nice and stable. Um, this is just so that my body knows what to expect. So one of the best ways to create safety in your body is just going to make sure your body knows, hey, I'm eating at these times every single day. Your body never has to go through that process of like, oh, is she going to feed me? Is she going to feed me? So I eat at the same times every single day. That's a that's like a non-negotiable for me. Um, and then for sleep, um, sleep is so critical. And I know I've mentioned this in numerous episodes before about how sometimes just getting enough sleep and having a solid um, bedtime routine is all you need to feel better. Like some women, like you come to me with all of these issues and you think there's all these underlying root causes and like all these imbalances. And really all they just needed was to have a good solid night's sleep consistently. So, um, one thing that I do is I wake up early and I don't know if, have you ever heard of the book, um, the 5am club? I have. Yeah. And I, I see it all the time on social media too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is just, I'm not saying like, go read this and like, you need to wake up at 5am. I don't really wake up at 5am anymore, but I wake up very early (laughs) and I really truly believe that is the core to my motivation and my productivity, waking up early and be in, and just getting into that mindset. It's, I I feel like, have you ever met somebody and I mean, hello, that's me, but like, have you ever met like a 5am, 6am person that like gets up and they're just motivated, they're productive, they have this like certain energy, they're just happier because they got a lot done for a few hours before like their kids woke up or before the day starts or before they go to work, they have all this time to themselves. And by getting up earlier, that makes it possible. So, um, Waking up early is absolutely mandatory to me. Um, And then going to bed at the same time every night. So yes, I am the 9 p.m. girl. I am going to bed (laughs) at 9 p.m., maybe even earlier. Sometimes, sometimes like between eight and nine, I'll go to bed. Um, So (laughs) I am the 9 p.m. girl and then like the 6 a.m., sometimes earlier girl. But I make it so that my um, nights and bedtime and morning, they both of them, I wake up around the same time every single day. So I go to bed around the same time and I wake up around the same time, give or take like 30 minutes. Um, but I, I've just found this to be super, super helpful for me. And I really, truly feel like there is a different type of energy about those people that wake up between the hours of 5 and 6 a.m. than somebody that's waking up at 8 a.m. kind of rushing around. What I always think about is <laughs> when Colin posted for your birthday two years ago yeah. and he was like, happy birthday. I can't wait for you to yell at me for the rest of my life for not waking up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yes. Well, it 
it's so funny because <laughs> even oh. you, like, I, so I wake up so early and when you were staying here, like, all of a sudden you were up at, like, six and I was like, well, that's, that's well, weird. Yeah, like, because I hear you making breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and you come down the stairs and I'm like, oh, you're awake? And you're like, yeah, I might be missing something. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally pitch black. I feel like it's midnight and I hear breakfast <laughs> starting to get cooked. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but it's just like, but you know what I mean? Like there is a certain yep. energy about those people that are up at like 5, 6 a.m. and everybody else is sleeping until like 8 or 9. They're just like awake. They're alive. They're happy. Like you're just like <laughs> excited about the day. <laughs> And I remember there was a reel that I had saw and some girl, um, it was like a, a reel about being on vacation with like your friends and your family. And there was always that one girl that wakes up super early and she's just like all chipper and she has her water bottle and she's like going into people's rooms and she's like, I already got in some yoga. I've already eaten breakfast. I've already had coffee. I went for a walk around the block and like just listing off everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do this to my husband like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I like make people feel like they're missing out or I'll go camping with friends and you know I'm always the one up early I already have eaten I went for a walk around the campground I may have like taken the kayak out and everybody's like <laughs> waking up and I, I feel the need to rub it in their face that oh I've, I've been up for this long and I've already done all of this <laughs> It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, anyways, going to bed early, waking up early can be absolutely life-changing. It has absolutely changed my life. And I have been this way since college. This is something I've been doing forever. So how, I mean, I graduated college like 16 years ago. So um, this has been a long, a long time. Um, so yeah, creating a good morning and night routine is also just super helpful. Um, how you wake up and spend that first hour of your morning is so, so, so powerful. And it can really make or break your day. Um, I have come to realize that a slow morning routine is so beneficial. I used to be that person that would wake up. Yeah, I would wake up at 5, 5.15 a.m. and go pound a workout out fa like fasted, you know, um, and that energy first thing in the morning without having breakfast, having coffee, maybe like slowly doing stuff around the house for a couple hours, then working out is just a completely different energy. And I've noticed a huge shift in my body by not doing that. Also, fasted workouts. We've already talked about this numerous times. Not a good mm -hmm. idea. Um, no. And when I'm talking about like a slow morning, I'm not talking about like what you see on Instagram jamming in like all of these self-care practices into your morning, like, you know, journaling and just doing all of the things, right? <laughs> it can be like super, super overwhelming. I'm talking like just waking up, maybe like just making yourself some breakfast, having some coffee, not even while you can read a book, you could actually just do some stuff around the house. Um, maybe just like going for a walk, maybe standing outside for just 10 minutes in the sun. Like I'm not talking about doing any like elaborate morning routine like you see on Instagram, <laughs> but mine is a little bit elaborate, but my morning routine right now consists of waking up around six in the morning. Um, I have my morning water. I have talked about this numerous times, but, um, 
that's another thing that waking up early and like waking up at the same time every day has helped people do, especially clients of mine. When I tell them wake up at the same time every single day, it doesn't matter if it's the weekend, just get up at the same time every day. Their constipation goes away because their body becomes adapted to this certain routine and just knows like, oh, I'm waking up. I'm having my morning water with my salt and then I'm going to go to the bathroom and it just gets used to that routine. So I have my morning water. Um, and then, you know, I do, I usually go to the bathroom. Um, I'll do some rebounding, um, coconut oil pulling and breathing exercises. This is literally only about 10 minutes of my time. I'm not doing this. This is not like a super elaborate thing. Um, and I only do it most mornings. I don't do it all the time, but, um, I also make a mineral rich drink cocktail while I'm making breakfast. It usually consists of some type of juice. Like I'll do like beet juice, pomegranate juice. Um, and then I add some like powder. Sometimes I'll add some like cayenne pepper. I just do a bunch of random stuff. Um, some aloe, orange juice, stuff like that. Um, and then my breakfast is typically 700 to 800 calories. Um, God, I feel so good with a huge breakfast. And I remember we've talked about this like numerous times, but you're a big breakfast person too, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's when you yes. get in like the majority of your calories. I would say it's my biggest meal by far. Yeah. 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 Same. Um, and then I usually just sit on the couch and read a little bit with my coffee. Sometimes that's when I decide to send Annika about 35 voice messages about the day, <laughs> just because my mind is, is buzzing. My favorite part of the day. <laughs> it's like, oh, she must be sitting down having her coffee right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, and then um, I usually do some things around the house um, if there's anything that needs to be done and just kind of wait for my breakfast to digest. Sometimes if it's nice out, I will go for a walk in the morning. It just kind of depends on the season. Um, but I pretty much always go for a walk every single morning just because the weather here is the majority of the time pretty good. Um, and then I usually do a workout and go in the sauna. Um yeah, I mean, this sounds like a lot, but I mean, I get all this done by like nine in the morning and it's just because I wake up early and that's, that's really the reason why I'm able to do all of these things is because I just get up early before work starts, before anything else starts for the day. Um, so yeah, I mean, Annika, what does yours look like? I know you're not like a huge routine person like I am, but <laughs> you best have a little bit of a routine. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think... I think probably everyone does. And while mine is definitely not nearly as structured, I do. When I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, I do get a pretty good amount of good stuff in. So um, I only have a few things that I do for sure, which is the first thing I do when I wake up is I just dry brush right away, which takes me like two or three minutes. It's not very long. And then I go right outside and let my chickens out. And what I like about that is I can pair that with getting the morning sun in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So I usually just, when I'm walking to and from the coop, I'll just stop and look in. I don't stare at the sun, but in the direction of the sun, because that's really good for setting your circadian rhythm, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And then I come in and I have my mineral rich beverage, which is usually like some um, aloe juice, lemon, salt, chlorophyll, uh, sometimes I'll add a couple different fun things like Laura does. And then I eat breakfast, of course, before like coffee or starting work or journaling slash prayer time or anything like that. 
Um, but since I do live at home with my parents and I do so, so much around here and the other half of the time I'm with my boyfriend, my life does lack a lot of the structure that other people probably have. And, um, it's actually been that way for a long time because before this I was going through my divorce and I was just too dysregulated to have a super solid routine. And then when we were writing the content for this podcast, I realized that no one in my family really has a solid routine and I never had it growing up. But I do think at some point having more structure would definitely be beneficial for me. Although I'm not a person that naturally loves a lot of structure, I do think that there would be um, benefits to it, but I'm just doing the best I can right now in this season of my life, which is probably what a lot of you guys are doing as well. So what I do since I don't have a super solid morning and night routine is I just get certain things in when I can. So I usually have like one day a week that I do a coffee enema. I do a lot of multitasking. So I'll do a castor oil pack, like while I'm working or do a magnesium foot soak while I'm working. Um, and then I live off of the reminders app on my phone. Like that thing saves my life. So I've, for example, lately I've been wanting to get back into oil pulling. I feel like you've been talking about that recently for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so I've been like, oh yeah, I needed to do that. So I have a reminder on my phone that goes off at the same time every day. And some days I miss it. Some days I get it in, but I'm definitely doing it more than I was. So that helps me a lot. Um, but where I would really like to get more structure in is getting to bed at the same time every night. Because when I first met Laura three years ago, we were talking about this and she was like, you have to try going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time every day. And I, I was able to do that. And it, funny enough, this was right before I left my marriage. And so it was like the only time I had like my own house and had like a lot of structure in my life. And I did this and it's amazing. Like I went to bed every night at 10 PM and naturally without an alarm was waking up at 6 AM and having that like full morning that Laura talks about. And I absolutely loved it. So, um, she's going to talk about her night routine in just a second, but I will say out of all the things I've ever done in my life, that is truly one of the things I've noticed the most, just going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time was amazing. And I really did notice how much I loved it and notice the benefits from it. So yeah. with that, do you want to tell us a little bit about your nighttime routine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch a little bit on the reminders on your phone that can be really helpful for people, especially yes. if you have to like, you know, if you're on some kind of like gut protocol or something where you have to take supplements a few times throughout the day, um, or even just reminders to like eat lunch. You know, if you're working and you tend to forget to eat lunch at certain times, like set an, a, a reminder on your phone. Um, and <clears throat> that way you don't forget. But one of the problems I run into is that the reminder just becomes a habit. Like, it's just something that I see all the time that I for, that I don't even, like, I don't flinch yes. when I see it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it just becomes the norm. So I'll see an alarm go off and then I'll just hit it off and I don't do anything about it. So um, that can be really hard if, if you do do that. I would recommend 
don't shut off the alarm until you actually do the task. So <laughs> I'm, I'm yes. prone to doing that. I'm prone to just shutting it off because it's annoying me. And then I end up not actually even doing the task at hand. So um, yeah, but the reminder app can be really, really helpful. And then you had also mentioned about how like no one in your family has routines. And I do think that is part of the reason why I am such like a routine junkie is just because I've been that way my whole life. And my mom was always super routine with us as kids kids and um, we had certain habits and routines that were just instilled in us from a young age. So I do think that's part of it. I mean, you're living with your family right now and you're just seeing that nobody has routines. So you're like, why would I have a routine? Right. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, I bet if you were around somebody like me, right. Say you lived with me, like say we were roommates or something, I bet you would just start having routines because it's just what you're around. So it, it does. No, make sense. totally. And I mean, like I said, I'm not as a person, like I'm not, I've never been very structured. I don't love structure, but at the same time, I do see how I would benefit from a little bit more structure. So when I do have my own house, get married, live with my husband again, have kids, I definitely think that I will incorporate a little bit more of it just because again, we talked about kids loving routines and gravitating towards routines. So Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of it is environmental. Um, And so when I do have the opportunity to really start my own life, I think there will definitely be some changes and I'll make it work for what works for me. So not super structured, but not maybe as loose as it has been. Yeah. Kids will also kind of force you to make a routine Absolutely. as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can see all of that definitely changing once you're like in your own space and all of that has changed for you for sure. Um, I just, I am one of those people that just craves it. And um, I would say I'm not like insanely structured all of the time, but it is something that once I fall off of the structure, I notice a difference. Like I definitely notice when I have fallen off of my structured routines and habits for sure. Um, but anyways, you asked me about the night routine, my night routine. So um, as I had mentioned, I, <laughs> I like to go upstairs pretty much right after we finish dinner and I kind of start my night routine. I just like to go upstairs, kind of get myself settled for bed. So I'll do like my skincare routine. I'll do some gua sha. I'll do some dry brushing, um, maybe a face mask. Sometimes I'll take a shower, especially if I do like a castor oil pack. I like to shower after I do one of those. Um, Sometimes I'll lay on like my acupressure mat, um, read under red light. That's pretty much something I do every single night. I always read before I go to sleep. This is so helpful. I have um, an aura ring and I actually see a difference in how fast I fall asleep and how deep my sleep is based off of if I read before bed or not. So it's really, really interesting to see that. So if like I'm on my phone, I will sleep differently than if I just read before I go to bed. Um, So yeah, I mean, other things, sometimes I'll come up and I'll like do some random stuff around the house that I need to do or like fold laundry. Sometimes I'll draw. Um, Sometimes I'll like write a list of things that I need to do for the next day. But I like to give myself like a solid two hours, maybe sometimes even more before falling asleep um, to myself to just kind of wind down from the day. And like I had said, it's like, I'm so happy doing it. I love doing it. My morning routines and my night routines are just, they, they bring me so, so much joy. And also something to note is that these routines 
change seasonally. So, and I, I don't want you thinking like I'm doing all of these things all of the time. They change, they change with the season. So, you know, rather than doing like the rebounding and all of that in the morning, I might just go for a walk when it's super nice out in the summer. Um, I think that's pretty normal for your routines to change and your body is just going to change with the season. So I try to make my habits and my routines very sustainable. So that way I can do them when I travel, um, when I take the van out with my husband, things like that. Um, but I think the problem is, is you're listening to this and you're probably like, oh my God, she's doing so much. And this has come with time. So incorporating like one thing at a time, like associate it with something else that you're already doing. So um, me coming upstairs, having my nighttime routine, I automatically know I'm going to be like brushing my teeth or I'm going to be washing my face. So then I associate other things with doing that. So um, something like if you brush your teeth every single night, now maybe add in taking a supplement at that time. It's not just going to happen overnight. Like I don't expect you to all of a sudden just be like, I'm going to follow Laura's exact nighttime routine. Like that would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> like that's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> you know, this takes a long time to get to that place. You might not also, you also might not enjoy that. Like that might not be something you personally enjoy is what I like to do in the morning and what I like to do at night. Um, and they should none of this should be a stressor is basically all I want to say. This, this should just, this shouldn't be another thing on the to-do list. Make it enjoyable. Do what you want to do. Just because I'm doing these things doesn't mean that you have to do these to feel well or, um, you know, to feel productive or <laughs> to feel like you're, you're doing all the right things. That is such a good point. Do you actually remember, I mean, this wasn't too long ago. We had a member post in our membership that she was stressed out about all the things she thinks she should be doing to lower her stress. And we were like, okay, no, (laughs) no, she's like, I feel like I have to do this and this and this and all of these things in order to like relax and reduce my stress, but it's adding to my stress. And we're like, well, no, 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 that defeats the purpose. (laughs) That completely defeats the purpose. Yeah. And you have to really figure out what's enjoyable to you. So uh, literally like somebody else might think castor oil packs. Absolutely not. Like that's just not my thing. Or, you know, red light therapy. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Skincare routine. Screw that. I just want to wipe my face off with water. You know, like everybody just has their own things that they might find enjoyable. You do not have to do what my self-care is in order to feel, to to be healthy, I guess. No, it's true. And as practitioners, there are times where we do actually recommend these things as part of a protocol because people have a very specific need where some of these tools would be very helpful for them. But since we're not working one-on-one with everyone listening to this and we can't make just these general recommendations, we have to just advise you to do what you feel comfortable doing and what what you benefit from doing as well. I mean, like I am someone, I think you are too, where we feel the benefits of castor oil packs Mm-hmm. immediately. Like we can feel how great they feel. So that's something that we both like to do. So it's just, yeah. I think that's a good point that you're making. It's just going to be different for every person and don't let this stuff become more of a source of stress for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Especially if you have kids and your, your routines are going to, your, your routines are going to look completely different than mine, you know? Um, but I yeah. think the the biggest piece to take away from this is Waking up early so that you have some time to yourself to actually do some things for yourself is going to help you to show up better for the people in your life, for your work, for your family, for your kids. So that's a huge one. Just getting up earlier, having some time to yourself, going to bed 
less stressed is going to help with your sleep and it's going to help you um, just to feel a, like a better person in the morning. So, um, so yeah, I think that's really what you should just take away from this. The morning and the night routines, you can add, you can, you know, add whatever you want to those. You can do whatever you want for those, um, but they do not have to be the same as mine or Annika's. Exactly. So let's kind of backtrack for a second because throughout this conversation, we've both brought up a lot of good stuff that some of our listeners are probably wondering about. So let's kind of break down what things like lymphatic movement or rebounding, breathing exercises, dry brushing, castor oil packs, sauna, all of those types of things. Let's dive into those and the benefits of those. So do you want to kick us off with lymphatic movement? Yeah, for sure. So um, you did, you heard me here. I What did I say? I said uh, gua sha, rebounding, walking, breathing exercises, and dry brushing. So all of those open detox pathways and they support your lymphatic system. And this is basically just like your body's drainage and immune system. And it helps to filter out bacteria and manage fluid in your body. And the lymphatic system is just super important. And it's something that a lot of us don't consider when it comes to health. Uh, but basically, if this system stopped working, you would die. That's how important it is. And most of us are just super backed up in that area, um, just based off of all the toxins and the crap in our environment. So um, I do want to mention that we never recommend detoxes in like the traditional sense. Um, you know, I'm never going to mention doing like a water fast or a juice cleanse or, um, you know, just different types of cleanses and the body, the body does detox itself as, as hard as that is to understand in today's world where everybody wants to shove detoxes down your throat. Um, <laughs> that's our, that's our, literally <laughs> that's what our body is meant to do. It's meant to detox. As long as you have the means and the energy to do so through your diet and your lifestyle and mineral support, you will naturally detox. So, um, yeah, I just like, these are just some simple things that I like to do for my lymphatic system. I do know my lymph system is actually something that I struggle with. So, um, I feel like everybody kind of has their own little things that they struggle with or different systems in their bodies that are a little bit more backed up than others. And I do feel like my lymphatic system is something I really have to pay attention to. So um, yeah, I just like to do the gua sha, which actually I noticed it like really helps um, with like wrinkles and things like that. Um, I love doing the rebounding in the morning. It just feels really good. Um, walking, I do tons and tons of walking. Um, the breathing exercises can also help. Um, and then the dry brushing as well. Dry brushing is actually something I enjoy doing all of these things so yeah and these are all things that are foundational so in order for your body to properly detox these pathways have to be open which is why when you see practitioners on Instagram telling you to start to do these detoxes we use the word dangerous very lightly but that is actually dangerous yeah. because if your your detox pathways are not open and you're just like flushing all of these toxins into your system, you can really, really harm yourself. Yeah. So yeah. even in um, Rewild Your Gut, I have a document in there about opening up drainage pathways. So a lot of people are like, mm -hmm. why, do, why is my digestion not getting better? Or like what's going on here? Or why am I having such bad reactions to um, eliminating these pathogens or H. pylori or this or that? And I'm like, well, are your drainage and detox pathways open, right? That's a huge, huge part of it. So um, in Rewild Your Gut, I actually have an outline of like ways to know, is your detox pathway open? If it's not, you need to support it with XYZ. 
Yes. And one of our actual questions on our intake form for every client that we ever see is, do you sweat? And how hard is it for you to work up a sweat? Because people that aren't sweating, you know, there's those people that are like, oh, I just don't sweat. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's actually not good at all because you're sweat glands are your biggest, one of your biggest detox pathways. I I wish I knew what that was like. I don't even know what that's like. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. I've spent my whole life just being a sweaty person. Yeah, I am just, (laughs) I mean, I think before this call, I had said to you, I was like, it is so hot in here. It's like 30 (laughs) degrees outside and I have my window open. (laughs) I know. I know. And it's not a good thing because it used to be yeah. like people would say that and you'd be like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish that was me. And I mean, literal antiperspirant deodorant exists mm-hmm. to try to stop sweating. Do not even get us started on that. Yeah, I was on a prescription when I was a kid because, oh my yeah, gosh. because I was just like so embarrassed because I would sweat so easily. And most most kids aren't sweating or at least my friends weren't. So I felt embarrassed by it. So my mom got me a prescription a deodorant I don't know what was in it oh my probably like illegal levels of aluminum yeah just to block the detox pathways basically oh my gosh yeah and then even my friends so then some of my friends were talking about how they have sweaty feet and I remember them using it to put it on their feet yes I I knew a girl that did that she would like put it on at night and then put I want to say foil yeah around her feet and then put socks on or something (laughs) it was this crazy thing she was doing with prescription strength aluminum deodorant yeah absolutely wild and i don't how am i living truly how am i living right (laughs) the stuff that i have done How did we survive the early 2000s? But but think about this is why we do this now. This is why we support our body with all of these things, because, you know, we kind of just grew up in this day and age where toxins were just a thing. Like every everybody Mm -hmm. loved to just douse their bodies in in toxins. Yeah. And no one questioned it yet at that point. No. So, yeah. So that brings us to the second thing we brought up, which is castor oil packs. And I'm sure a ton of you are familiar with these, but for those who aren't, a castor oil pack is just a piece of cotton or a piece of flannel, essentially, that's soaked in castor oil that you apply to a certain area of your body. Usually it's over the liver. And then sometimes you can add heat, like a heated water bottle. Um, just to kind of speed up the process. But the use of castor oil packs dates all the way back to ancient Egypt, where they use them for medicinal and beauty treatments. So they're topical only. You don't ingest any castor oil and you can do them all over your body. Like I said, the liver, you can do them on your breasts, you can do them on your reproductive area, um, you can do them on your thyroid, everywhere. But they have a ton of benefits linked to them, like increasing circulation, improving elimination, healing organs and tissues, supporting the lymphatic system, digestion, all sorts of stuff. And then a lot of conditions can be improved by castor oil packs, which is why we do recommend them so much. So in general, they just support your body's natural detoxification processes. They can help with constipation. They can help with liver and gallbladder disorders, irregular periods, fibroids. And we've both had clients individually and in the membership that have said that they've had like fibrocystic breasts or found a lump in their breasts. And we've recommended castor oil packs and they, they work quick. Yeah, They yeah. can actually, I mean, of course it's not medical advice, but they can actually dissolve the, mm-hmm. the lumps 
in your yeah. breasts. So you can do them on your breasts. You can do them. I think you can even do them. Don't quote me on this. If you have mastitis for a clogged duct. Oh, yes, I've seen yes, that yes. somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're just very helpful and they're very relaxing. I actually really like to do castor oil packs yeah. and you can feel them working when you put it over your liver. You can feel, you can hear your gallbladder gurgling. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I've used them. If I just have like a stomach ache or something, I'll just put it mm -hmm. on that area, like on my intestines and it, it clears it. I, it completely yeah. clears it for me or um, something else I've been doing. Castor oil is just awesome. I love castor oil in general, but yes. um, I think I had showed you when you were here what I've been doing for my like the hooded eye eyebrow yes. things. Um, yep. Yeah. So basically my family is just prone to having the hooded eyelids. So I've been using castor oil. I don't have hooded eyelids yet, but I was like, hmm, maybe I should like start doing something about this. So um, I've been using castor oil. I just put it on my hands and then I do um, a nice like massage motion to kind of bring it up and just kind of tighten that area. And I do feel like I've noticed a difference. I do feel like my eyes have kind of opened up and have been a lot brighter since I've used it. So yeah, castor oil, castor oil is awesome. I love castor oil. Yeah. You can use it for a lot of different things. I've even seen, uh, you can do hair treatments with it. I've never mm -hmm. tried it. Um, but that's kind of an, one of those ancient ancestral hair treatment modalities that they used is castor oil in your hair for hair growth. Yeah. It helps with hair growth. It also, I went to um, get my eyebrows done and she was like, wow, you've had so much hair growth like on, on your eyebrows. And I was like, oh, it must be the castor oil that I'm using underneath the <laughs> eyebrows, mm -hmm. but it's getting in there. Uh, so yeah, if you have some eyebrow issues, use some castor oil. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so yeah. yeah, the next one I think is red light therapy that I had mentioned. Um, yeah, so I love red light therapy and I mean, I think everybody kind of knows by now, if you follow me on Instagram, I am not into biohacking. I truly, it's, it's not something that <laughs> anything biohacking is just not my thing. I think it's so overdone. Um, but yeah, I, I love red light therapy. Basically what it does is it basically just delivers energy to your cells. And I mean, you've heard us talk about the importance of cellular health numerous times. Um, but I've seen it firsthand help people with hair loss, acne, joint pain, uh, muscle pain, psoriasis. That That's actually huge. I used to deal with psoriasis, um, skin issues. So a lot of my clients that have eczema, they'll use it on their eczema and they do notice significant difference. Um, arthritis, thyroid issues, you can put it just directly on your thyroid if you're dealing with thyroid issues, especially if you have any like nodules on your thyroid. Um, um, for like cuts and scrapes, that's another one. So like if you have kids, red light therapy can be so helpful if they hurt themselves or they get a cut or they get a scrape, it's going to really help with healing time. Um, I have personally used it on my ankle. I've <laughs> the past couple of years, I had some major ankle issues. I sprained my ankle. Then I ended up getting like a metatarsal stress fracture afterwards. Um, and both of those times, the red light therapy totally helped to increase or to reduce the amount of time it took to heal for sure. Um, also pain. It really helped with the pain as well. Um, 
It also helps with blood flow. That's another thing that I use it for. So um, based on my genetics, I have a need for um, to support vascular health. So this really is this really, really helpful for me um, and really important that I support that all the time. Um, but yeah, I just I love red light therapy. I, I just think it's super calming. I love to use it at night. So that's another thing, you know, that I'll do it to add to my night routine. I'm not telling anybody to do that, but that's another thing that I add to my night routine as well. Yes, we have both we've we've always been advocates for red light therapy, but we both recently have become affiliated with Lumibox red light therapy. So if you are listening to this, both Laura and I in like our Instagram links in our bios have um links for Lumibox with a discount code. Um, if you're listening to this in early January, it's still half off. So I'd highly recommend getting it for the pre-order before it sells out. And again, we both have links in our bio that you can um, get that through. But the huge benefit of Lumibox is it doesn't get hot like a chicken lamp and it doesn't have a cord. So you can use it anywhere, anytime. I, I, um, was on my period earlier this week and I don't have really bad cramps anymore, which is absolutely crazy to even say those words. So I used to use a heating pad during my period, but now I was driving while on day one of my cycle this week and I just turn on my Lumi box and put it like right over my um, like lower abdomen area just for the little bit of like twinges and discomfort I was feeling. And I, it, it helped immediately. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's the- like almost the same effect as using a heating pad and you can yeah. do it while you're driving. Cause it doesn't have to be plugged in. So yes. huge yeah, benefits love, to the Lumi box. Yeah. Love how compact that one is. Cause I can literally just do it anywhere. So I took it in the van the other night, um, because I was having some kind of pain in my, um, toe and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just bring, I'll bring the, the red light therapy device and see how it is. Um, I used it for two nights in a row when we were in the van and the pain went away, just totally fine. So I don't know what it was, but yep. it went away. <laughs> no, it's so helpful. I have my brother sit on a chair and put it behind his arms because he has really bad keratosis pilaris on the back mm-hmm. of his arms. And, uh, it helps tremendously with that. You can just put it anywhere and it doesn't get yeah. hot and you don't need an outlet. It is it is yeah. worth every penny. I love that totally. thing so yeah. much. Especially if you have kids, like I mentioned, when they get hurt or they have like an ear infection or something happens, like a cut or a scrape or even things like, um, you know, poison ivy, things like that. Like you can use this for so many different purposes, um, especially yes. pain. Pain is a huge one. If you're dealing with any type of pain, red light therapy is going to be super helpful and skin issues. Um, I yeah. really wish I had had this device when I used to get psoriasis all the time. I bet it would have helped so, so much. Yeah. When I, whenever I get a breakout still, I always use it immediately on my face and they, they, the Lumi box comes with glasses, like those little tanning, tanning bed goggle things. <laughs> so you can use it on your face without having to worry about your eyes. So yeah, it basically just speeds up healing. I mean, I've had even clients use it on like hemorrhoids and stuff. Like <laughs> it literally just speeds up healing. Anything that you need it for, just use it. Yeah. It's, it's totally worth having in your holistic first aid kit, in my opinion. And that kind of brings us right into our next one, which is the sauna, but particularly infrared saunas. 
And that is because infrared saunas can cause you to sweat, sweat that contains up to 25% toxins compared to like a normal sauna, which is only three to 5% toxins in your sweat. So the detoxification in an infrared sauna allows the heat waves to penetrate your skin more deeply and remove those toxins. And of course, this is more advanced. Saunas are more expensive. Uh, You have a, was it a three-person walk-in sauna? Yeah, we had um, invested in one. What was that like three years ago? Best yeah, investment you guys have ever. had that for a while. Yes, yeah. and that one's definitely pricey. I have the sauna blanket, um, which is what you had before, and it's definitely not as glamorous because <laughs> it's like getting into a sweaty sleeping bag. But it's a lot more uh, price friendly. I think this was I got it on Black Friday sale for less than four hundred dollars. I think, um, but it definitely gets the job done. So they do range in price. They are a little bit more expensive and it's definitely not completely necessary, but if it's one of, if, if you're able to do it, there are definitely benefits to it. Yeah. Yeah. I love my sauna. It's one of my, one of my most favorite things to do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then I think the other one we were going to talk about is coffee enemas. Um, (laughs) I know people are probably like cringing right now. I know these can be super intimidating (laughs) and they're definitely not something you need to do. So I want to put that out there. Um, And it's not something you need to do often. And I don't do them that often. I used to when I was, you know, on gut protocols or like uh, what I was dealing with a lot of like digestive stuff. I definitely did do them more often, but now I like to do them. Um, more occasionally, just kind of like after traveling or if I have kind of like something weird going on in my digestion, then I'll do them. Um, But honestly, our world is just so toxic and coffee enemas really help to eliminate those toxins. So um, anything you can do to support your your detox pathways is going to be helpful. Um, But yeah, coffee enemas go way, way back. Uh, They were used as therapy for centuries ago for, for cancer treatment, basically. Um, but they help to stimulate bile flow, detox the intestines of pathogens. Um, heavy, they also eliminate heavy metals and they do help with the production of glutathione, which also helps your, your liver to detox as well. Yeah. I mean, we are, we love our coffee enemas and Mm -hmm. for people that haven't tried one, they're always like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. I could never do that. And then once they try them, they're like, okay, I get the hype. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All of our members always say that because they really are amazing. Yeah. I always Um, feel so good after a coffee enema. I mean, I think me and you text each other every time we do one, like, oh, I feel so good now. (laughs) I feel like a new person. Yeah, I mean, it's you would so be true. you will be surprised what comes out when you do a coffee enema. I mean, there's gunk that's just been sitting in your intestines for God knows how long, you know, that's finally coming out. Um, you know, and a lot of that stuff's just irritating your intestines. So, it's it's very very true. When I was going through my healing journey and doing coffee enemas, I have no words for yeah some of the things I would, <laughs> Laura and I would text each other and I'd be like, um, I'm not sure if I'm okay. I know, <laughs> but, I know, I know, but you got it out. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, you that's got it what's out. important. <laughs> it's so true. And I really don't know if there would have been any other way that that would have happened, you know? So they are so helpful. Yeah. Um, And then the last one that we're going to talk about is sunlight. So getting sunlight in your eyes first thing in the morning and throughout the day as you can is so critically important to setting your circadian rhythm. And also during the seasons where vitamin D is available, it's really 
getting that sunlight in your eyes helps you absorb and synthesize vitamin D. So you may have heard a lot of people in the pro-metabolic space saying not to wear sunglasses because then your body can't synthesize vitamin D. Obviously, this is true. However, there are times where you just absolutely need sunglasses, like when you're driving or if it's you're skiing or it's snowy outside and like really bright, you just you just need to wear them. Um, but they do have a point. If you're constantly wearing sunglasses every time you're outside or same with sunscreen, wearing sunscreen or conventional sunscreen, I should say all the time, you are preventing your body from absorbing and synthesizing vitamin D and that's impacting your circadian rhythm and all that kind of stuff. So um, getting that actual sunlight in your eyes in the morning and throughout the day, even in the winter, is going to be really, really important for you. And the best part about this tool is that it's free. <laughs> you don't have to pay anything for sunlight and anyone can get it. Yeah. I feel like a new person when I am when I get a lot of sunlight. I, I feel like Laura during the months of June through September is a very different Laura than the winter and spring Laura, you know? <laughs> different person, yes. <laughs> and it's because of the sunlight and the vitamin D that I'm constantly getting. Truly, I truly notice a massive difference when I get sunlight every single day. And I am lucky enough that I do live somewhere where we get 300 plus days of, you do too, Denver's the same way, mm -hmm. or Colorado's the same way, but we both live in sunny places, even if it's cold, um, we still get a lot of sun. So if it's cold out, I have, my house has tons of windows. So I just sit by a window if I wanna get some sunlight on my eyes in the morning if I need to. So um, if I'm not able to like go outside or something, but yes, I am I am definitely a different person when I am exposed to, to to sun every single day for sure. And that we should say in the spring and summer and early fall when vitamin D is available, this is this absolutely becomes part of our routine. Both of us yeah. make sure to get 20 to 30 minutes of sunlight exposing as much of our body to the sun around noon every single day. Um obviously we do it in a safe way. Yeah. We do this every single day. Yeah, we both schedule it. It is part, we do not miss it. We do not miss it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I mean, literally every single day that we talk, like, or if we have something to do, I'm like, hold up. I got to go outside for 30 minutes and tan. Yep. We got to get our, we got got to get our sun and we take our watermelon out there. <laughs> <laughs> I make it a whole experience, you know, like it there's is nothing experience. better. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing better and it's completely free. And you don't have to be naked to get the benefits from it. I know a lot of people do that. And I do do that because I live in a place where I fortunately can. Mm -hmm. But um, just getting as much sunlight on your body is possible for everyone, at least during certain points of the year. So yeah, we highly totally. recommend doing that. Yeah. So besides the sunlight, keep in mind that most of this stuff that we just discussed, like the coffee enemas and red light therapy and all of that stuff, definitely is more advanced. <laughs> These are much more advanced healing tools. And if you're eating like complete trash and not following any foundational pieces to health and just start doing these, you're probably going to feel like trash doing them because you have no detox pathways open. Your body has no energy to be able to detox. Um, and honestly, they likely won't do much at all. So um, really making sure you have the, founda the foundational pieces set is going to be really, really helpful. Um, and yeah, these are just more, these are more advanced. The sunlight you should be doing every single day. Every person should be, but everything else is definitely more, more advanced for sure. 
Yeah. And then just keep in mind too, that the ability to do these things and the frequency that you can do these things is going to be so different for each person. And like we talked about a little bit early, just work your way up slowly because there are a a lot of these are free and some of them are more inexpensive that you can do to get started. So getting sunlight, that's free. A dry brush is like $12 on Amazon and it takes less than five minutes to do that. Red light therapy in the summer comes from the sun, so it's free in the summer. Castor oil packs aren't very expensive. So just work your way into things and add them in as you can. Do not stress over this. Do not break the bank to get all this expensive, fancy stuff because you really can just ease into this and utilize a lot of this stuff um, for free or for very cheap. But yeah, we just covered a lot of the physical stuff. And before we wrap up, we wanted to talk about some of the emotional sides to these things that we find are really important to include when it comes to creating a healing environment. And basically, we're going to be talking about why setting boundaries and saying no is really critical, but also really hard. So do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, so I definitely think this is something we cannot forget to talk about when it comes to creating healthy a healthy healing environment. Um, it probably is one of the hardest things for people to do, just considering that most of us are people pleasers. But I do think there is a huge misconception that setting boundaries makes you a bitch, right? Or like you're a mean person. But honestly, when I set boundaries in my own personal life, I've noticed, or even just when I say no to people... People respect me more and you've probably have had the same thing happen to you as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because when you have self-respect, people will then respect you for having self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a good example, I'm going to talk a lot about, you know, being an entrepreneur. I feel like that's kind of important. That's kind of where I've set a lot of my boundaries. Um, But I think, you know, telling a potential client that you can't work with them or telling them no, because you just don't, you know, jive with them and you don't, you know, you don't think that you would be a good fit to work with them. Um, Or even you're just unfamiliar with their health struggles. I know that can be super hard being an entrepreneur, especially if you're like just starting out. Um, You know, you're definitely trying to get all the clients that you can get, but it's not going to benefit you in any way to take a client that you do not vibe with at all. Um, The stress, the, the stress of dealing with a difficult client if you don't vibe with them, you're kind of protecting yourself because they're probably going to leave you a bad review or they're, they're just, they're just going to be a really stressful client. So, um, I just think it's super important to set a lot of boundaries when it comes to owning your own business, um, you know, with, with yourself, with work hours, how you take clients, all of that stuff really, really does matter. Um, also setting boundaries and saying no when your capacity is just too full can be a really, really hard thing to do. And it definitely requires a lot of self-awareness and communication skills. Um, you know, you need to be assertive, but in a very clear way about your expectations and others' expectations of you. And do you remember when I think you were my my assistant at the time and I had you write up an entire like expectations sheet that clients had to sign? Oh, yeah. No, we, we created that for both of ourselves because we were... Um, 
there was so many expectations that were placed on us somehow we couldn't figure out where they came from of people basically expecting us to like save their entire life yeah as a nutritionist and um yeah we had to create a document that said you know I'm not a doctor you know I'm not a therapist you know I'm not a physical therapist like I I can only help you with so much because the expectations that were getting put on us were causing us so much stress because we couldn't fulfill everything yeah and I think that set a boundary right there and I noticed my clients energies were a lot different after they had to sign something like that um and their you know their expectations were just so different but again they respected you for that so if you don't know things that's okay don't don't try to stress yourself out to work with clients or um to 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 be somebody that you're not that's just not gonna get you anywhere um but yeah, there's, I do feel like there are different types of boundaries too, though. And you can set hard boundaries and then you can also kind of have like softer boundaries. And the harder boundaries are things that you absolutely will not compromise on. So something like, you know, taking a client that doesn't mesh well with you, that's like an absolute hard no for me. Um, and then a soft boundary would be something like, you know, something that you're willing to compromise on. So, um, you basically just need to figure out your priorities and the things that you think are not benefiting you to make a change. Also, keep in mind, some of these boundaries come later on after you realize, especially with like that expectations sheet. I was getting really, really, really stressed out with some of my clients with their expectations of me. So that came like two years after I was taking clients. So it took a while for me to set that boundary. But then once I did it, I felt like a completely new person. Um, And I think a big like harsh reality is if people can't handle your boundaries, then you don't want them in your life. You don't want to work with them. You don't just, just don't want them in your life. If you have friends and family members that won't respect your boundaries, you don't want them in your life. And I know that's a harsh reality, but it's very, very true. Um, I actually have a funny story because it's the new year, right? So, um, you know, everybody's kind of posting their their things for the new year. And so I think Colin has seen stuff online about how the this is the year of saying no and stuff. So um, <laughs> we were in the car the other day and I was like, gosh, I really need to schedule a dentist cleaning. I haven't gone for like a year. And I was like, I really need to schedule one, but I'm just so sick of being told that I like need to do this or that every time I go when I just want a cleaning. I don't want anything else, just a cleaning. I don't need to hear about anything else about my teeth. Just want a cleaning. <laughs> and Colin goes, just tell them this is your year of saying no. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, just hearing you say that, like, what are they going to say? What would they say back if I said that? it's true though they have tried to push you into a lot of stuff that you are not i know i know and it's like my teeth are great like what are we doing here i don't understand like every single time i go it's like something new (laughs) he's like just tell them this is your year of saying no (laughs) i can't i can't I just can't with him. It's something different every day. Oh, it really Um, is. But I do think with boundaries, you know, just getting healthy and making healthy changes takes setting a lot of boundaries with yourself and with others and just saying no. So 
you know, saying no to friends that want to go out late drinking because you know that's not going to benefit you or help you achieve that your health goals um, is really important. And I mean, I've never been that person. I'm the one that ghosts every single <laughs> event I'm at by 8 p.m. because I have my bed my bedtime <laughs> to get home to. But um, also just creating boundaries with yourself, like around social media, um, just because you know how much that's impacting your mental health. Um, and that's a hard one. I mean, that's a huge boundary. That's really, that's a hard boundary to set for sure. Um, and then saying no to energy vampires and toxic people, um, especially when you're at your capacity. So that way you can re- rest and relax. And, you know, that's going to benefit you a lot more for your health in the long run. Um, but I do think boundaries, a lot of it just comes down to how you communicate and your confidence in what you're asserting and how you're setting those boundaries. Um, and is that's going to impact how that person is going to respond to those boundaries that you're setting as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we really want to emphasize and make sure people come away with this is we've seen the pendulum swing way too far to the other side where it's like on Instagram and social media, it's just promoting this like selfishness and just saying no to things all the time to just do what you want to do and what's best for you and you, you, you. And that's not realistic either because life and relationships, Mm -hmm. family, parenting, friendships, raising animals or pets, literally anything does take sacrifice and putting others before yourself. So that's really important. If you want to have a life and have relationships this is going to happen. And I will never not advocate for selfless actions and serving others. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that whole principle that's really important of putting your own oxygen mask on before putting it on others, which they literally say on the plane. But it's just that idea that you can't help others if you're drained and you can't pour from an empty cup. So that's really what we want to emphasize here is that what we're talking about is to make sure you're standing up for yourself and saying no to things that will truly negatively impact you in the long run and also deciding what's worth setting boundaries on um, for you in the name of health and what's not. So for example, sometimes I really like to stay out later with my boyfriend and our friends and that actually serves me because I'm having fun and making memories. But I choose not to drink much alcohol and I definitely don't drink late into the night because that's going to negatively impact my sleep. So I will stay out from time to time and be more, you know, relaxed on my boundaries in that department. But the boundary that I never slip on, my hard boundary in the words of like what Laura said earlier is that I don't drink because if I do, then I won't sleep well. So I am very comfortable saying no. I'm comfortable bringing my own food sometimes in some situations. In some situations, I just eat what I'm served. It really just depends on what's going to serve you best. But really the whole thing we're trying to say is in order to heal, in order to help others, in order to be um, present in other people's lives and support them, you do have to support yourself and you just have to find out what that looks like for you because it truly is going to be different for every person. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just about creating healthy, respectful boundaries. You know, it's not just about you. Um, You do need to communicate your needs, but also listen to others' needs as well. So... Absolutely. So before we wrap up, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to setting boundaries or non-negotiables for your routines? 
Um, so kind of what I just said about uh, my biggest one is getting to bed early. So I am that person in college, wherever I was, I would ghost parties. I would ghost anywhere I was. I would just leave um, because I have my bedtime to get home to. And that's just who I am. It's how, how I've always been. People know that about me by now. <laughs> um, but I also had asked my husband when we were thinking about doing this episode, I was like, what are some, you know, like boundaries or um, some non-negotiables for me? And his first response was oils, oils that are being used in cooking. <laughs> it is so true. Though. <laughs> He's like, you won't eat anything if it's cooked in bad oils. I'm like, yeah, you're totally right with that one. Um, and then the other one he said was breakfast right when I wake up. He's like, that's a non-negotiable just because, you know, anytime we're in the van, I'm like up making breakfast like immediately. Like that's just something I always have done. Um and then the other one he mentioned was never drinking plain water, just always making sure there's salt or something in my water. So, you know, he's learned so much. He's what a great guy. <laughs> it's hilarious because I would say those are my exact same things. And it's just funny that he knows that about you because my boyfriend totally knows that about yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was like, those were like his immediate responses. He didn't even have to think about it. That was just, those were them. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it, I would say mine are the same. I mean, I'm always with snacks. I am never without snacks. I always have them in my purse. I always like when I'm traveling or something, I just always make sure I have access to some high quality food. Um, that is, cooked in oils that I'm aware of and is going to have the right balance of protein, fat, and carb. That's just, I just do so much better when I always have that. So that means always having breakfast right when I wake up, no matter what time that is, and always having something to add to my water. That is so true. And then, yeah, just the oils. So... (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah. So I think we will end it here. This was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, (laughs) But our our next episode is going to be a pretty fun one. We're going to be answering listener questions. Um, This is also a reminder to send in any questions you have to wildwellfed at gmail.com. And that way we can answer them on the show. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Wild and Well-Fed podcast. On the last episode of each season, we'll answer listener questions. If you have a question for us, please email it to us at wildwellfed at gmail.com for a chance to have your questions answered. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you again next time.